Weekly Loss Podcast, episode number 156. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Laws Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we're here with what will probably be the shortest full review of an episode ever before because there was not a lot of things. I, I, I Well, here's the deal. Our initial reaction ended up being quite a bit more than just an initial <laughs> reaction. Uh, but anyway, there wasn't a lot of you know, the whole background mystery digging up Easter egg kind of stuff in this episode. So basically what I've done, Stephanie, is I've gone through, I've reviewed a few things. Oh, goodness, that's not good. I'll tell you what, let me uh, pull up one thing here. Okay, I found everything I wanted. Uh, basically, we do have a few short audio clips just to uh, to play because I just thought they were interesting. And also, we went... I went digging into the forum to see if I could just find some conversation, see what other people were talking about. We obviously gave a lot of discussion in our initial reaction. So I did. Yeah. And I wanted to see what other people were saying in the forum. Okay. All right. So to start things off here, the first thing that I found that we didn't pick up on, or at least I would have never thought of, is the whole question that's being talked about, is the smoke alarm a clue? And basically, okay. uh, this was from the gspn.tv forum, our forum. Uh, somebody goes by the name The I Lander. Okay. And it's E-Y-E Lander. So The I Lander said uh, in the forum, is Christian Shepherd part of the smoke monster? Is that why the alarm goes off when we see him enter into the scene? The only thing about that and the conversation, of course, is being had in the forum is that Technically speaking, the smoke alarm was not going off. It was actually the low battery indicator that was really what was being uh, going off right. and stuff like that. So, um, but still, but you know, you know what bugged me about that scene? What's that? Is that most smoke detectors, even now, and this was set like in the future, um, for them, for them. It's still in the past for us. <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway, most smoke detectors are, if you eject the battery, still going to beep. No? Yeah. Why? They're wired that way. Well, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. There, there are some Because says, you have to replace the battery. You have to put a, a battery with a good charge. Well, how are, I think how ours works is no matter... But I did like how, how he just pushed the button and it, it ejected down and you pulled it out like a cassette tape, you know? Um, it's so much easier than changing the batteries on our smoke detectors, which yeah. has nothing to do with the point that you brought up. Right. So anyway. ra- rather than talk about that, but the one thing is is that obviously this wasn't the alarm going off because there was smoke in the room kind of thing. But but maybe, I mean, outside of the fact that it wasn't the that alarm... But it was the smoke detector that caused Shepard 
mm-hmm. or Jack Shepard to walk out and realize that Christian was there. I don't know. Maybe there could be some kind of uh, connection there, or at least you know they wanted us to think about that as a possibility. Right. Of anyway, I don't know. I personally do not think that Christian Shepherd is a is an apparition of the smoke monster. I believe that Christian Shepherd is alive. Now, do I believe that he was sitting there on that couch at that moment in time? Absolutely not, uh, because the at that time he was a figment of Jack's imagination. Exactly. That's exactly. I, I, that's what I believe is going on. But I do believe we will find out that Christian Shepherd is indeed alive; that he is not dead. Okay. So that's just my thought. All right. So uh, we were talking about this whole thing. You know, is Claire dead? Or did we have that conversation? Is Claire dead? No, we didn't. We were talking about is is does Jack know about about Aaron right. as nephew? So anyway, there's a lot of conversation going on about is Jack. Or is uh, where did Claire go, and is she dead? And uh, the, of course, you know, being the reason being, she went with her dad. She went with her dad, but I mean, like, I guess more along the line is 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 Claire dead now in the future? You know, they're they're wondering how is it? You know, is Claire dead? Because how else would they get? How else would Kate be raising Claire's baby? Right. And I believe that she's not dead. I believe okay. that she is alive. She's on the island. And of course, we there, there's no indication at this point that when she walked away to go with Christian Shepherd, uh, that she died. But anyway, here's what's going on in the forum, and I'll just read you a couple of things back and forth. Want to get your feedback on, see if you what you want to add to the conversation. So Faith uh, from our forum says this is the second time Claire has disappeared on the island. Does someone really want to separate her from Aaron, or is there something special about Claire that we're not aware of yet? Okay, and uh, this is Faith continuing on. She says, I'm still holding on to the hope that she is alive. I'm there with you, Faith. The way Jack and Kate were talking about Sawyer, I think there's a very good possibility that she and Sawyer and Jin and Rose and Bernard, while we're at it, are still alive. And then uh, somebody who goes by the name Generally Lost, only it's Jen, J-E-N, she wrote... Before watching this episode, I was convinced that Claire had to have died for Aaron to have left the island with Kate. But after last night, I feel like there is a strong possibility that Sawyer, Jin, Claire, and others may still be alive and were not in the right place at the time to be taken out. I am remembering back to The Economist when Ben said something to Saeed about protecting his friends. I had assumed that he meant the rest of the Oceanic Six, but possibly if it's the other survivors choosing or forced to stay on the island. Uh, Let's see. It makes me happy to think that the other Losties are still alive. Maybe the Oceanic Six will return to the island. And then somebody by the name of Just, Just Sue wrote, I think that Claire is alive. Why bother telling Jack you're not supposed to raise him if his mother is no longer able to do it? I really like that one. I think that she's being held somewhere on the island even during the flash forwards. Okay. So that's pretty much... I, I would have to agree with what these folks are saying. When when Ben told when Ben told Saeed, do it or else your friends are going to be in some big... You know, the, to, if you want to save your friends... It doesn't seem to me, you know, that that's like he was. I don't think he was threat. It never occurred to me personally that he was threatening the remainder of the Oceanic Six. 
No, I always thought he was talking about the people left on the island. So you agree with me that it was just, uh, it was our assumption that indeed there the rest of them are still on the island. Yes. And that that of course Ben would he have would certainly have the opportunity to harm them on the island and yes. and therefore his threat could be uh carried out rather easily. So, uh okay, so we have that and then of course we have the fact that you know they've had multiple opportunities to cl- kill Claire off. Okay, at this point in time but they chose not to. Right. So I'm thinking she's safe. I think she's still alive. Yeah, I don't I I think that she's still alive. I don't think that anything's happened to her as of yet. Very good. And then of course, um one of the things that really threw me off my rocker when we were watching the episode and I had to go back and rewatch this scene this evening in preparation for our show tonight. Um we were watch you know Kate has this whole conversation with somebody on the phone. I can be there for an hour, you know, Jack doesn't get home till eight. And then, then you know, the next night he's, you know, I, whatever. Right. And then he's like, tell me, tell me. And she's like, I'm, please, you're just going to have to trust me. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking, I could not understand that conversation. What exactly was going on there? What was being said? But then I realized after I went back, she was saying, you know, I, I it was something that I had promised him. I'm doing something for Sawyer. So I'm sitting there, when we were watching, I'm like, how how is she talking to Sawyer? Sawyer off the island? You know, but, and then Jack's whole statement, like, I'm the, he's the one who decided to stay. And quote, unquote, decided to right. stay. And so um, clearly, you know, so after hearing it a second time and going back, uh, it is certainly clear that um, Sawyer is still alive and on the island. Mm-hmm. And that uh, she did give, or he did ask Kate to do him a favor. And that favor would probably, more than anything, have something to do with uh, his daughter. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so I'm thinking the person on the phone with Jack would be, or I'm sorry, with Kate would have been Cassidy. Okay. Isn't that her name? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's, what, that's basically what I had uh, gotten out of that. And... I think that oh, and that, actually, that was that was something else that I had not come to that conclusion on my own. Uh, as, but it, some of it came from reading the forum at gspn.tv/forum. Who was Kate talking to on the phone? The Islander from our forum uh, wrote. My guess is that Kate was talking to her old buddy in crime, Cassidy. Now, did were they buddies before this? Kate and Cassidy, were they involved with each other at all? No, I think that they met in one of Kate's flashbacks. Did Didn't they? Didn't Cassidy pick her up in a truck or something? And You're right, and tried to sell her something. Right. It tried to sell her the fake jewelry or yeah. something. Their paths did cross. Yes, definitely did meet. You're right. I, see, that's why I love our listeners. People think that we're the experts on loss because we do a loss box or whatever. We're, we're just in this for the fun and, and the right. enjoyment. And, and it's really, it's our, our listeners who know everything that's going on. So anyways, um, the Islander says, my guess that she was talking to her old buddy in crime, Cassidy, if I remember her name correctly, the mother of Sawyer's daughter. That's what Sawyer asked Kate to take care of before the Oceanic Six left the island. 
Faith then wrote in the forum, that's exactly who I thought it was. I figured Cassidy would eventually play a bigger role in the show. Okay. All right. And then Just Sue wrote, well, since the rest of the world uh, believes that Sawyer was dead, she couldn't have been delivering a message for him. Uh, He also set her up with money. Uh, Let's see. He also set her up with money, meaning Cassidy. The baby. The baby. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Uh, Was her name Clementine? Something like that. Something like that. Anyway, I can't imagine what Kate could do on Sawyer's behalf without letting it be known that he didn't die in the crash. I do agree it was Cassidy she was talking to, though. I personally, I feel for certain that that Sawyer is certainly alive. There's no question in my mind. Right. That Sir, well, Jack Sawyer, said so. Right. It, well, Without saying well, so. Exactly. Exactly. It, which is exactly what they do on this show. They it They is. say so without saying so all the time. All the time. So, um, you and I had this debate. Um, I think you and I agreed. I think Chef Mark was the one who disagreed. And this was... Does, About do Aaron? Jack, yeah. Do Jack and Kate know that Aaron is Jack's nephew? I think so. But uh, I want to think so. So, of course, I'm going to think so. All right. Well, I was looking in our forum just to see if that conversation had uh, maybe mm-hmm. kind of sparked up in the... In the chat room yet, or in the in the forum, and it did. And so, just Sue wrote a couple things. Uh, she's or actually she just wrote one thing. I really do think Jack and Kate know Aaron is Jack's nephew. If you listen to that argument with the belief that Jack doesn't know, his comment that Kate's not even related to Aaron doesn't make much sense. It doesn't. Kate could have come back with, "Well, neither are you, but at least I'm not drunk. Get lost." But instead, she was very hurt. Yes. Indeed. And she says, it would have made more sense if Jack would have said, your son, you're not his mother. But instead, he chose to use the words related, related to him. Isn't that what I said on Thursday? I like this person. Who is that? That's just Sue. Oh, just Sue. I like you. All right. So there you go. Anyway. Uh, the- I'm sorry I don't have the energy to have enthusiasm. I know you're, I, and I can't like I, really h- give you a hard time because no, I need. I think I good. just need to explain to people that I have been fighting a migraine all day, and it's taken just about everything I have to be here right now. That's not true. Actually, what's really going on is Stephanie is practicing her audition for NPR. That's not true. Good afternoon, everybody. I would never do NPR. We are here to discuss loss this evening. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. It hurts my brain. It hurts Seriously. My, don't make me laugh. It hurts. My, that's going to be a sound bite for later. The, the shaking, the movement. And I don't know if you can tell, but I'm not moving very much. I see Because that. the physical movement hurts my brain. Would you like me to just. I wanted to stay on the couch and lay down, but you're like, it'll just be 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, right. Well, we're only 14 <laughs> minutes into it. We're almost done. I doubt you're going to wrap this up in six minutes. Huh? I saw you scroll through those show notes. Those are way more than 20 minutes worth of show notes. (laughs) Anyway, moving right along. All right. So, um, Sarah. Anyway, I like just Sue. Yeah, just Sue rocks because she agrees with us. Yeah, her post not only agrees with us, her her post really kind of supports what we said on Thursday. And does it in such a wonderful way. But that does not negate the fact that we also like Chef Mark. I love Chef Mark. But Chef Mark, we're right. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm totally kidding because we had this conversation. Let's just move Uh, on. All right. Sawyer's character nearly redeemed. Now, this is the only one I think I pulled from a a form outside of ours. But I was I was bumming around 
the, I'm not going to talk about this because I got yelled at in all caps in the in the chat room the other night for what for reading someone else's comments on this on on character oh yeah yeah why you don't remember no there was oh someone that in was the, uh, yeah who was that uh, was that Denise Johnson was it i, I think know. so anyway it was that her um, name denise johnson denise or deborah i don't remember deborah no, John- really it might bad. have been deborah johnson but, but just anyway. so you know i have an email in here it says i'm offended purely for the sake of the fact that i want to see the chicken dance sweet so love that i got like four emails people just said yeah. i'm offended yeah I, but i was reading someone else's comment on on the f- in the chat room on Thursday night show and had read their comment of, of Sawyer's um, character being to a place of redemption. And, and then they would kill that character off. And she's like, no. Um, so anyway, yeah, the, a lot of people are afraid of that. But anyway, here's what beach bomb, but they've already said that no character on the show is safe. I mean, that's true. That is absolutely. They true. are all, what's the word? Expendable expendable is that the right word i I think it sounds good whatever all right so that's the word i'm choosing to use don't tell me if it's wrong because i don't care okay (laughs) i love you anyway just imagine what you'd be like on night quill Ooh. anyway asleep (laughs) exactly um so anyway just or no not just we're on beach bum so beach bum from the future Mm -hmm. fuselage wrote uh, he has grown a tremendous amount since the since even the beginning of this season, uh, let alone from season one. Right. I, I kind of added that in. But anyway, from when we talked about just surviving to now risking his own life for others. I know he's been I know it's been mentioned before, but I thought the transmit transformation deserved an, uh, the attention again, because even though in the end he lost Claire seeming uh, he OK, even in the end. No, even in the end, he lost Claire. Seeing him clutching Aaron seemed to be the epitome of his growth. He uh, he has become strong with his vulnerabilities. I agree. So yeah, the, the I scene, do agree. You see, that him, we've seen a huge change in Sawyer. Yeah, it's almost and as, a lot of it came to. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. You go ahead. But a lot of it came to to light in this last episode. Absolutely, I think just how much we've seen him grow. So. And I like how how um, Beachbum kind of ends it up. He says, "I think the ja- I think the James is finally coming out and out of him." Yeah, we're see- that's. I think that that is a good way to experience to to state it, and then you can say for Miss Johnson, you can say that we are going to see the death of Sawyer, not James. Ooh! Like how I make everybody happy there. <laughs> I like that. That's very diplomatic of you. Thanks. Where did you learn diplomacy? I don't know. That's that's like a that's new for you. It is. I like that. You're sexy when you're d- <laughs> diplomatic. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. As I sit here with my near migraine. Okay, so okay, here's the other one. Squinting. This this was from the gspn.tv slash forum. Are you ready for this? Who will Kate see? And tell me a, who will Kate see? Well, she's already seen a horse. Okay, but but do you? Like, I think the horse will just start following her all over LA. <laughs> is that <laughs> so? You know what that question means when that when you ask that when Kate goes crazy, who will she see? I read that today in the forum, and I couldn't. I I had no idea. <laughs> Who will Kate see? Huh? Ow. That hurts. Anyway, CM Sawyer from our farm wrote, 
Who will Kate see? That, let's see, that will set her down the path to being like Jack and Hurley if she is going to go down that path. And I'm like, what are they talking about? And then, of course... It'll either be the horse or the boyfriend who died in the car crash. The the marshal? No. No, no, not the... Okay. No. Or, and, and somebody else in our forum said, well, but what about the marshal, too? Oh, okay. The marshal... Nah, I don't think so. You don't think so? Because I think there was a love interest between them. It was a love hate. It, yeah. it was yeah. the love of the th- the thrill of the chase more. Okay, I think that than the love. But um, anyway, if it's going to happen, I'm going to say it's her childhood sweetheart, Tom Breenan. <laughs> that's the, what I said. The toy plane guy. Uh, I think uh, that of all the people in her past, seeing him would be the most traumatic. Even if we found out her mom dies somewhere along the line, any other candidates? And so they were talking about some of the other candidates. Okay. Uh, in the forum, so the forum. good okay. good conversation happening there. Okay. I don't think it'll be her mom because, well, the last time we saw her mom at the trial, she was still alive, and Kate was still very much, right, you know, opposed to a reconciliation. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that I don't think that her mom would would be as as. Um, Effective on her mental health. <laughs> I think her childhood sweetheart I think would, that be it would be the, Tom. Yeah, it yeah. would be. They would be the one, or he would be the one. All right. So there were some other things going on in this episode. Um, this, somebody had noticed that Jacks all of a sudden got an, a tattoo on his back, but I don't know that we hadn't seen it. I don't think we've seen his back before, have we? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know, but I think that uh, with tattoos and things, you have to remember that. You know, these actors have tattoos that I'm sure they have to work around. Sure, but I'm and just saying, they we're wondering... But if they're making a point to show it, they are going to have to either write it in or... I mean, they had to explain the tattoo on his arm. Right. They took a whole stupid flashback to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was painful. That was painful. Not not necessarily seeing the tattoo, just the flashback. But you know what? This there were. I think we got a listener caller something about the fact that they don't like the Jack and Kate stuff. But this one was good. I this liked it. Good. I liked it. I did. Too. I mean, not that it wasn't bad. Even if but it's it was fake good because they're dead. I liked it. <laughs> I don't necessarily believe that, but right. So anyway, and then there was, of course, um, a lot of discussion about the fact that Jack has no scar in the future, and they. <coughs> Me. They certainly show him a lot uh, without his shirt on in the scenes with Kate and stuff. Mm-hmm. And in the bathroom, there there is just no scar uh, for him at all. That's because Juliet was so good at what she did. Exactly. There you go. I like that one. Uh, and that's exactly what they're writing in the in the <laughs> chat room. And that's that's so funny. That's cool because I can't see the chat room. And, so. and Tony in the chat room says it's because the scar healed uh, because of the island. Ah. I like that that one too. I was just going to say something and I forgot. Oh, okay. All right. Well, oh, I know what I was going to say. What's that? Do you think that Hurley went crazy first because he was more, what's the word? Susceptible. Susceptible to it? Possibly. And do you think that even though Saeed is working for Ben, he'll go crazy? Ooh, I don't know. I want to know who Aaron's going to see. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so so here's the Charlie. only here's the only audio clip I really want to play 
for us because uh, I just thought this was just funny because usually Sawyer's the one giving out nicknames, right. but so, in this so, so one we what? have now somebody else giving us? nicknames. How are we supposed to know why they're not on? Oh, oh, I mean, in case you. you haven't noticed, we're not on the bloody boat, are we? Just watch your tongue, Rip. Red. <laughs> I read somewhere on one of the forums. I was like, "Boy, that's pretty snarky for Rose." It was snarky. Who came up with the term snarky anyway? I don't know. I just started hearing that about two years ago. I never yeah. heard the term snarky before, but that certainly was snarky of Rose. <laughs> Listen here, watch your tone, Red. red. It's the way she said it. Red, red, red. Anyway. And, uh, of course, there was uh, some folks who were trying to uh, determine what in the world was being played in the background when you hear all the uh, the voices and stuff like that. Here, Here's where somebody was working with... Uh, I'm just making conversation. Let's make some time. I want to cover more ground before we got to camp tonight. We hope that we can make it to the beach by noon tomorrow. Right here. Okay, now there were some folks over at the Get Lost podcast uh, at getlostpodcast.com and they have posted some stuff where even people tried to clean it up to see if they could find out what was going on in those little echoes and stuff. So here's what it sounds like cleaned up a little. Here it comes. And for me, all I have to say is I don't think it says anything. I think that it is all you're hearing is Miles hearing when Danielle and Carl were killed. Right. Yeah. Because that's where he notices that, you know, that. Yep. Like he senses something. Absolutely. Oh, wait. We have a dead people. We have somebody who is uh, requesting (laughs) to speak here. Ed, you're on the line. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to. I mentioned a little bit about uh, Sawyer about I guess whenever we talked about him, Jack saying that he was going to still be on the island. Uh-huh. I think that he and well, let me take you off speaker. There we go. Okay. Um, I think he and Claire are going to have a bigger story in the next season or so. Because um, I saw something in it was either in Entertainment Weekly or People or somewhere like that, or maybe on the one of the, the Lost official podcast. But they said that Claire was going to have a really big story coming up. Um, and I don't know if it's just the fact that she disappeared, uh, but I think that I think they're going. To, I don't know if it's going to be something with her and Christian or what. The, what they were talking about. Oh, it's kind of interesting. That does sound ex- extremely interesting. I'd like to see something like that. Um, of course, I, I do believe that what we saw in this episode was the very beginning of something huge for Claire. Yeah. But I don't. I just don't see it being connected directly to Sawyer at all. It is because Sawyer is? is the one link between. But he's our be- protector now. Right, but he is. Um, hold on, my thoughts are coming slow. Sawyer is the one connection between Claire and Jack finding out that they're siblings, because Sawyer met Christian in a bar in Australia, right. and Claire doesn't even know his name. Claire does not know her dad's name because when she was given the opportunity, she didn't want to know. So I think Sawyer is the link. Hmm. I think so. 
Very, very interesting. And I will just have to say... It's an interesting theory. <laughs> very cool. Hey, I, you know what? I even knew that you would be chiming in tonight. And for some reason, uh, my, my talk show client didn't even tell me you were uh, waiting for Q. And I scrolled down. And so I apologize I didn't get to you earlier. That's all right. The other thing I was going to mention was about um, with Jack and uh, talking about the, the related, uh, you know, Kate, you know, you're not even related to him. I, I personally, I, I, I kind of think that, that maybe he still doesn't know. And I, this is just. I, oh, I wait, I you're breaking up. Know. Hold on. We can't hear you. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. Go ahead. No, um, go ahead. Well, I just, just my, um, I, I just don't look too much into everything or whatever, but. I just kind of thought that the look that Kate gave him was the fact of, like, you're saying this in front of, like, my so-called quote-unquote child here that, you know, he did look like, you know, he's old enough he could understand what people were, were saying and just kind of saying, you know, you know, don't say that in front of him. He thinks I'm his mother or something like that. I guess that's kind of what I took from that for whatever it's worth. But, sure. Uh, you know. Well, the, the, you I know. Think. Obviously, um, there there is no conclusive evidence one way or the other whether or not they know at this point. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I I do believe this. Regardless of if if Jack or Kate knows, or in your Kate or on your side of the argument with whether or not you or Chef Mark are right, and that they don't know. Regardless of whatever, I believe the writers of the episode chose to use the phrase you're not even related to him just to spark this debate among Lost fans. Of course. Okay. Right. That, I mean, that phrase was chosen deliberately. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's the one thing I think we should probably all be able to agree on, that they did choose to use those words in that argument simply for the benefit of having us have this debate. Right. So let's have it, by golly. <laughs> All righty. I'm going to go ahead and mute right. you again. I'll be, I will be looking out here in the room for you if you need to right, pull thanks. in any other time here. All right. All right. So anyway, that is good stuff. Yeah, that's the one thing. It's just absolutely the case that, that they had right. to have. Right. It was deliberate that. wording. Yep. And I love it when they're deliberately sneaky like that. Everything about the show was deliberate. Yeah. That's the one thing that I that I that I understand and I struggle with on, on Ed's part is that he said he doesn't take everything to, or doesn't, you know, watch everything so closely, Mm -hmm. but because lost is the show that it is. I mean, sometimes I don't either. Sometimes I really just want to say, you know, it's just TV and and things are going to happen. But the longer you watch it and the more you get to know this show, you have to know that everything is deliberate, even their mistakes sometimes. I don't know about their mistakes being deliberate. However, I do I believe... I said sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. So it was okay. I'm not going to argue with you. You know, the only thing I, I, I'm i a little upset that we missed last week's uh, full review of the episode. Because last week, you know, was the week where we saw the big, huge, gigantic, mm. special hidden door into the cave. And... Right. Uh, where he went and made... That's where Ben went and made the smoke monster really ticked off yeah exactly so he went in and d- did something to get in touch with the uh, the smoky train or provoke it the, yes and uh on so basically he go he he moves the uh bookshelf he opens up the door he walks into his secret room where all his uh secret stuff is 
he moves things away. He opens up this, you know, one thing, and then all of a sudden it reveals another door, a door into a cave. And on that door is inscribed all kinds of stuff, including hieroglyphics. Now, we've we this is not the first time we've seen hieroglyphics on anything in Lost. In fact, if you'll recall the countdown timer when it had actually reached zero and started flipping out and doing crazy stuff, we saw hieroglyphics then. And there had I saw some people doing some uh, some research on what those hieroglyphics are, and one of them has something to do with time. Really? Yeah, or the okay. passing of time or or something about time. So I think that, you know, maybe is that what's that TV show Stargate? You know, SG one. I wonder if he's got a Stargate in there. <laughs> dun dun dun. Oh wait, I you oh, know what I have that. That's loud. Yeah, that sorry, babe, I won't do that anymore. That's okay. So anyway, I th- do you have anything else you wanted to bring up? Because that, I mean, really, there wasn't a ton no, of stuff. No, I, re- I really liked this episode. Of course, from the beginning, I've I've always been about the relationships on this show. I mean, the other thing is just kind of really cool bonus sci-fi for me. Um, right. But, but I really, really enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed it too. That that is that for I me. I have been. I mean, I'm sorry, I cut you off again. That's okay. Go ahead. You know, I've been, you know, right there with a lot of viewers, just so sick and tired of the, of this whole triangle drama that is just driving everyone crazy. But I really liked the the flash forward relationship between Jack and Kate, and now the turmoil the turmoil that it will be in. And so, I really enjoyed this episode. Right. I. You know, we didn't talk about this in the initial reaction, and we really hadn't gone into it much here. But the idea that Jack actually proposed to Kate was, I think, pretty amazing. I We didn't talk about that? We didn't thing? talk about the proposal, no. I thought we did. I'm pretty sure we didn't. But we were both pretty tired. We may have. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, it it was nice that they threw that in. I, it's like, yes. okay, well, okay, that settles it. You know, she chose Jack in the end. She did. You know? And so... Uh, well, I think she chose... She's, chose jack from the time she got on the helicopter to right. get off of the island yeah you know but yeah exactly so but uh, you know i i hope if anything that that starts to put the end to that because they you could see that you know he you know jack was very much in love with kate all the way from season one yep and um of course always in the beginning in the was jack and kate <laughs> yes no doubt <laughs> Do you think Jack and Kate could be the Adam and Eve? No. That they go back to the island, but they actually go back too far back? I don't know. And I that's, really and maybe like that's the why idea. he has the, the black and white pieces in his pocket? Maybe. But I really like buying into the idea that Desmond and Penelope are Adam and Eve right yeah. now. So okay. I'm going to say no. All right. For now. For now. Cool. Alrighty, so uh, and then I'll just share one last thing that that I did find in the forum. It, this is old discussion in the general section. It was about Danielle and uh, Badger uh, in our forum wrote, "I'm new to the board, but not new to the show. For, so forgive me if uh, this has been discussed way back when." And so, first of all, Badger, welcome to the GSPN.TV/forum. And you're not going to get anybody who's going to argue with you if something's been brought up before. We're a very happy, lovey 
uh, you know, community. everybody, yeah, it's a great community. People are like family here. So you're not going to get yelled at like in other online forums. Anyway, he says, um, or Badger says, I have always had my reservations about Danielle. I mean, she says she's part of a team of scientists and that she was stranded on the island after the team was ki- was all killed. And then she hangs out, quote unquote, on the island doing anything but supposedly looking for her daughter who has been kidnapped by the others. Which, you know, I'm, hello, it's a little suspect that, you know, after 16 years, it takes the losties to find her daughter. Duh. Can I say? You can. I mean, even with, obviously, Carl... Not knowing Ben, I think that Ben, if Ben, you know, obviously kidnapped the child, is going to be very good at keeping it hidden. Yeah, but this girl, you know, she's obviously been sneaking out with Carl before. She knows how to get out of the fence. She knows how to set the fence. She, you know, obviously, I just think that it's crazy. Well, didn't we find out that they're... What? That their community is actually on a very, very separate part. No, no, no. I don't think so. The island. No, no, no. The uh, the the underwater station, or not the underwater station, but the uh, oh gosh, what's the name of that station? The one over at um, where the polar bears were. What's that called? The, the Hydra. The Hydra. Okay. Okay, so Michael wanted to go. Okay, but he was just going to tell us it was the Hydra Station. But no, the Hydra Station was the one that's on that separate island. The wow. the place where they all lived is on the same island with everybody else. So I'm okay. just thinking, after 16 years in the in the jungle, she could have found that that little happy go lucky community. Is all I'm saying. So I think there is something more going on with, that had gone on with Daniel or Danielle. And the only thing is, and, and I agree here, if, you know, obviously there was, was there any evidence of this team and what were they doing? You know, how are they got there? I mean, is her story true? Now, I don't believe she was another. I, I used to believe she could have been, uh, but I don't believe she was. Seeing what we saw and then how she died, I don't think she was. But let's see who is. Okay. Um, well, Ben did say that she went crazy and killed her team. Ben did say that? Yeah. So you think Ben saying that confirms her story? Slightly, yeah. Okay. Andrea, what do you think? I think we got Andrea on the line. Andrea, are you there? I feel like she. it was very weird that she wouldn't have found them for so long. But at the same time, she's been trying to run away. So it's weird. But I was going to comment on the thing that you had said about... Um, how she knew how to open the gate. I think everybody in the community probably knew that that was like their special code for emergencies. N- yeah, that's something. Yeah, I don't think that's unique just to Alex, but I'm just saying Alex obviously got outside of the community. Yeah. So so she she was outside of the boundaries of the gate on probably several occasions giving yeah. giving Danielle the opportunity to to see her. Right. Or to find her. So yeah, I wonder if they're gonna tell Danielle's story now through using Miles. What do you guys think? I don't. I don't know that they'll u- use Miles to do it, but I do think we're gonna see Danielle through something else. So okay. here, here's what here's what I do think. I, I, it, it still could be possible that there's more people on this island, or right. or that we're gonna see something. We're gonna see Danielle tie tie into something completely off kilter and i think they'll wait till the next season to kind of show us it uh 
But I still think that there's something else up. I mean, obviously, they gave us Danielle. They gave us this story of this, you know, her scientific team. And there's got to be more to it. And we have to hear. You can't just drop that story. It's just like Dharma. Now they seem to have dropped Dharma. But they're going to come back to Dharma again. You know, the, right. the, the purge was not the end. It, or the purge was the end of Dharma, maybe, or partially the end of Dharma. But the fact is, is we need to see the beginning of Dharma. We need to be able to see when the island was set up. I mean, there's still lots to explore. And, you know, of course, and then I still want to know who does, who's doing the food drops. But anyway, that's pretty much all I have to do, uh, have as far as content for this weekly show, for this or this weekend show. And so what we're going to do now is real quickly go to some listener feedback. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Alrighty, the first caller is. Let's see. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Dave from Pittsburgh. I'm calling for the Lost Podcast. I'm a long-time listener. Actually, I heard about you through TalkShoe. I write software for the equipment that TalkShoe uses to do their uh, conferencing piece. So it's kind of cool to listen to your shows and know that uh, it's something that I helped contribute to very indirectly, though. Um, but I'm calling about a theory that I, can never, I can't really take credit or blame for it, but I thought it was cool. It's something my friend came up with, um, and I call it the Luke Leia theory. I think, uh, well, there's Christian Shepard, and I... There's thought that maybe he has been involved with the island longer than we know. Um, there's something wrong with the world or the island or something. We're not sure what. There's the theories about the numbers having signified a date when the world is going in, things like that. But anyway, there's some problem, and Christian Shepard has been involved in trying to solve it prior to the events that take place on the island. His personality is such that he can leave the problem unsolved at the end of the day. He doesn't get, you know, he can he can leave his work at the workplace, but. As uh, he sees his son Jack grow up, he first thinks that his Jack's, you know, has to solve it attitude is a weakness. As time goes on, though, he, Christian sees it as something that really, you know, should be admired. So somehow he brings his two kids, Jack and Claire, to the island to fix whatever it is that needs fixing. And of course, they don't know that they're half brother and sister. So it, you know, that again, it's only kind of a speculative thing, but it makes some sense of the earlier statements that Christian made about. Um, the whole thing being bigger than Jack imagines that Cliff had alluded to in an earlier podcast, as well as you know Christian being on the island and saying that Jack has work to do when the plane crashes. Anyway, again, kind of speculative, but I thought it was kind of an interesting thing. Um, thanks, and keep up the great work. Hey, thank you so much for uh, for your contribution, both in your feedback and also in your work with TalkShoe, because we certainly do love TalkShoe and thank them for providing the bandwidth for our shows and the opportunity to interact live and have chat and take live callers. It's absolutely amazing. Anyway, um, yeah, absolutely. The only thing I'll say just real quick for those who are listening to our show who maybe did not uh, review the missing pieces that were made available by ABC uh, to the Verizon network and then later available on ABC.com. He's referring to Christian Shepard, a scene from the missing pieces where they show uh, the opening scene of Jack opening his eyes from the pilot, from the very, from the pilot, the very first minute of the episode. Well, what they did is they showed us about two minutes worth of 
two or three, four minutes worth of content prior to that scene, what happened leading up to it. And, of course, it shows Christian Shepard going up to Vincent and telling Vincent to go wake Jack up. He's got work to do. do. So, anyway, very interesting indeed. I like the idea that, you know, this Luke Leia thing where, you know, he's brought them to the island. And I still don't believe that they crashed, that plane crashed on the island. I do not believe it for a minute. I know you don't. So, anyway, we have some other callers. Let's see who's up next. Hi, Chris and Stephanie. It's Stacey from Boston, calling about loss. Uh, if you would please discard the message I left you guys a little bit earlier today. Uh, my mind was wandering. As His I was mind was traffic. wandering. And enjoying the rain mine. showers up here. Uh, but what, uh, what I people? wanted to bring up was uh, I got three things. Um, first one was that uh, I think Sawyer had one of his better nicknames, not one of the best. Uh, this week when he called Miles Donger, uh, that was hysterical. I don't know if that's been kind of nationality, so I might have slipped through. I don't know if you guys catch that. Okay, and, uh, I'm going to pause this because uh, it's really hard to understand what you're saying, Cece. But anyway, um, he I think 16 Candles, did you ever watch that movie? All the time. Did you? I watched it I once, did. maybe twice. But didn't they have a guy they called Long Duck Dong? Isn't that what that was called? And is, is that, that where that Donger comes from? Because wasn't he an Asian guy? Yeah. And so I maybe I that's so. where that comes from. It's been a long time. Anyway. So, yes, that was his nickname, Donger. And, of course, that's, of course, why yes. Sawyer calls him that. Donger. So, anyway, Cece, let's go ahead and try to see if we can get your other point or two in here because I want to make sure we can understand you. Uh, let's uh, try this. Also, maybe I'm alone on this one, but uh, when Jack asked Kate to marry, her, marry him, I was uh, fully expecting her to come back with a taco night. Taco night? I don't do taco night. Uh, like she did with that cop down in Florida. I thought that would have been uh, perfect. Um, and then lastly, uh, I have—I don't know if it's a theory or a question. Uh, I'd like to hear what you think about it. Um, a future flashback uh, that we may see um, could involve King, uh, Lapidus, maybe Saeed, maybe Echo, and maybe the, uh, the dude that was in the hatch with Desmond that Saeed knew from uh, time in Iraq. Um, what I'm getting at is Ben mentioned Kimi has some Kelvin, military, maybe? military past. That's what uh, Freelance some Fox sort is of, You know, um, just a bad guy uh, doing most- I'll tell you what. Unfortunately, CC, I, I, it, it's, uh, were you able to understand what he was saying? Bits and pieces. Just, yeah, I mean, we were getting bits and pieces there, CC. I really do apologize. Uh, but a future flashback with you know some of the tie-in of Desmond and this guy that's on the island now or something, and and maybe Kelvin. I, I, that would be interesting. And and unfortunately, the the rest of the audio there is just is really in and out, or else we would play the whole thing. Uh, but uh, CC, thank you very much for calling in, and uh, hopefully next time we'll be able to have a better connection. I know we've had some great connections on his voicemails before he just had a bad cell phone connection there i think he said it was raining a lot oh yeah could have been could have been the weather all right so let's move on to the next caller hey cliff hey stephanie this is minister kane north carolina i'm calling about your weekly lost podcast um i just watched the uh newest episode episode 10 of season four and i had so many questions but i'm and so many comments but i'm just gonna uh, leave it at one 
Um, I was just curious. Was watching at the very beginning of the whole scene with Kate and the shower and him and everything like that. Jack does not have a scar from his uh, from where he had surgery where Juliet took out his appendix. There's clearly no scar on him, and uh, just brings up some questions. So y'all have a great evening. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Well, as as mentioned earlier, possibly two answers. One could be that the island healed him, or the other one is Juliet's just so good she didn't leave a scar. <laughs> Although that that's kind of hard to believe with the kind of material that they had to deal with there. But anyway. Uh, that's what would make it so cool. Yeah. So I, I, I would lean towards the island healed him. All right. And then one last caller here. Because he has work to do. Yes. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Joe Fiorini from uh, good old Cleveland, Ohio. I'm calling. Uh, we just finished watching the last episode of Lost. And uh, I have to say that, you know, some of, the, some of my least favorite Lost episodes are either... Jack-centric episodes or Kate-centric episodes. So I have to say that a Jack and Kate-centric episode is... I don't know. But um, anyway, the episode was actually fairly decent, except for the Jack and Kate stuff. But um, I I definitely uh, (laughs) liked getting some answers on Sawyer. And it sounds like he's still alive, but um, he decided to stay on the island. And... um, Looks like we might find out what happened to Claire soon and why Kate has Aaron. So that's kind of exciting. Um, hope they get uh, Sun off the island soon. And uh, yeah, so just want to leave some feedback. And um, glad to hear everything's going well for you guys. And uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joe. So I only laughed because what's that mean? He liked like 10, 15 minutes of, <laughs> yeah, of the episode because the whole thing was. Jack Basically, and Jack and Kate. You know, I, and and I I'm with Joe on the fact that I was done with Jack and Kate stuff. I was too. But they pulled it off. They did. I I even the second time around when I went and was looking and searching for little bits and pieces, it was not nearly as annoying to me as it had been in the past. And you know, I, you know what I really enjoyed is the fact that in this episode. They pretty much portrayed Jack and Kate, quote unquote, as a couple. It, it's, they did. It's not. A, it's, it wasn't questioned. Well, it wasn't, and they were happy. Ooh, the drama. And, and, yeah, they, and they were, were happy. happy because in all of the other flashbacks. Well, I mean, this was a flash forward, but in all the flashbacks we've ever seen of Jack and Kate, they are in terrible turmoil, or you know going through a divorce or killing your dad or you know um so so i think that it was it was good and it was healthy to see them happy caddy girl in the chat room says happy like heaven (laughs) isn't that what hurley said it it is what it is what hurley said but i don't agree with that because we already know that after that jack goes crazy and tries to jump off a bridge so Chris is in our chat room, and Chris says, "Sorry, Cliff, but I'm a Kateaholic." Kateaholic. I know a couple. <laughs> well, other you got to see plenty of Kate this episode, and uh, you, I think you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, we'll move on from there. <laughs> Seriously, could they have shown her in her underwear any more times? I don't know. But anyway, uh, that is pretty much all we have. If anybody else has any other uh, questions, comments, anything (laughs) else that you want to talk about in this episode, hit the request button now or forever hold your peace. 
Uh, and uh, we will be back for another initial reaction podcast uh, this coming Thursday evening. Yeah. And uh, in fact, we're I was just thinking, you know, if if my backside and my legs look like that, I wouldn't mind being shown in my underwear either. There you go. <laughs> But anyway, um, we're going to go ahead and talk about what's coming up on Lost. This is going to be our preview for uh, Season 4, Episode 11. I love the title. I love the title. The title is Cabin Fever. I like that. Why do you like that so much? Well, because it. What's, because what's I don't the, know. They're looking for the cabin. What's the biggest mystery okay. on the island? Next week, we might even be able to do... We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters, freaking polar bears. I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Lost. Exploring the mystery. All right, so I'm hoping next week we'll be able to play that little bumper, because I haven't been able to pull that bumper out in a long, long time. It's it's kind of all been like, lost. Character analysis. So I'm ready for some more mystery stuff. Well, I think they need to answer a lot of mystery before they bring more in. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Cabin fever is going to be all about this cabin. We're going to learn about the cabin. I want cabin answers. I want to know what the... I. What do we want to know about the cabin, Stephanie? We want to where know... Where it is. We want to know... Well, I, I think where it is changes. I, I think we know I was that. being facetious. Okay. Uh, I think number trying one trying to get out of this not so 20 minute podcast. I know. I, I want to know what the stuff is around the cabin. What, okay. You know, what, what's the, uh, what do you mean? The ash or the, the, you know, the soot that surrounds the cabin. The, it looks like gunpowder almost. Is that around it every time they've shown it? I, well, they made because a big, because if it moves all the time, it's what, kitty litter, what, they said. <laughs> I'm going to say, if it's moving all the time, wouldn't the stuff that's around it move too? I don't know. Like be different each time? I don't know. Okay. Some things you just need to understand that you're probably not going to get answers to. I want to know who's sitting in the chair. Yeah, I do too. I do. I want to see, I want to see Christian again. I would I wouldn't mind seeing Christian Shepherd in every episode from here to the end of Lost. I know you wouldn't. That would be awesome. Since I think he is going to be the answer to everything. I think everybody's going to be the answer to everything though. But anyway, here's what's coming up on Lost. <laughs> I, I thought you played that already. Because you don't know. No, that was exploring you know the mystery. I feel like Paula Abdul now. <laughs> don't you want to know? Didn't you sing twice? <laughs> I could have sworn you sang twice. Be nice. This is Lost Away Bonnie Lady from Lost.about.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called Cabin Fever and will be on this Thursday at 10 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads... Locke is enlightened as to the whereabouts of Jacob's cabin, and the life aboard the freighter becomes perilous. So, Locke is enlightened to the whereabouts of the cabin. Does that mean he figures out why sometimes he can see it and sometimes he can't? And we may see how Ray gets his throat slit on the freighter. This is a Locke-centric episode, and I am so excited for so many reasons. We should get more on Jacob after Ben, Locke, and Hurley find Jacob's cabin, but I'm most looking forward to the fact that this is a Locke flashback and will go further back than we ever have with him. We'll see him as young as five and may even get to see when he was born. We'll also see him at 16. We'll see his mother, Emily, and also his grandmother. Christian Shepherd will be in this episode. Yay! In Jacob's cabin. 
maybe in the flashback or maybe with Claire. Or both. We'll also see Matthew Abaddon, the scary guy who visited Hurley in the mental institution, who claimed to be an Oceanic Airways employee and who gave Naomi instructions before she went to the island. Remember Horace Goodsby? He and his wife helped Roger right after Ben was born and also helped them to get settled after they went to the island. He was killed in the purge, but returns in this episode. We'll also see Richard Alpert and be introduced to a bunch of new characters. Yay. For more information, read my Cabin Fever guide and preview. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval for lost.about.com. Thank you very much, Bonnie. How are new we characters. to keep track of any new characters? Well, they have to have new people to kill. Stephanie? They need to start killing off some of the old people because there's too many people for me to keep up with. Wonderful. Sorry, people. <laughs> some of you got to go. You just got to start go. with John Locke. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Christian Shepard. I might have to sit out next, next week. week. You might need a co-host next week. <laughs> oh, I can't stand John Locke. Oh, you, you mm. like you, We're going to see him as a little boy. So? He was probably crazy then, too. He's not crazy. He is crazy. He came from two crazy parents. He's special. That's just what his mama told him to make <laughs> him feel better about himself. All right. Folks, hey, we have, yeah. we do want to tell you we have two big events coming up. Two. We are so excited. We have people driving from all over, flying in from all over. Uh, coming in to see the season finale of Lost, episode number, well, I can't remember the episode number, but anyway, the the final episode on May 29th is going to be a two-hour season finale. It's actually part two and three of a three-part season finale. I disagree with that. I know you disagree, but that's just the way it is. But anyway, uh, it is going to be definitely part two, if not anything else. And we want to invite you to come watch it with us at Entertainment Solutions in Northern Kentucky. And it's going to start at 8 o'clock is going to be when the party begins. And we so want you to be there. If you wouldn't mind, uh, go to gspn.tv and please register your RSVP if you're planning on coming. So we just know how many people to buy uh, snacks for and drinks. Mm -hmm. So we hope to see you there. And with that, um, I do want to let you know, uh, two weeks prior to that, on May 15th, we're having a concert here in uh, our home. And if you live in the Cincinnati area, I would love it if you wouldn't uh, mind checking out gspn.tv. Click on the links there uh, for the concert. And uh, last week, I think we closed out with Rain. Is that on right? On the full-time mom. Oh, it was on the full-time mom? Okay, well, we're going to close out with a uh, Matthew Ebel song. He's going to be performing a concert in our home. And so let's go ahead and close with uh, Tennessee Never Cries. Very nice song, by the way. Okay. This is uh, good stuff. Tennessee never cried when I walked out on her before. 
Don't you cry